Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Wine is typically seen as a more feminine drink. Sure, men drink it, but the imagery and the description of wine is often directed toward ladies. It's no wonder, with wines being described as foxy, lively, and intellectually satisfying. Yep, right. Well, today we're going to be looking at some of the marketing tricks around wine, as well as the wine mum phenomena. Finally, and most importantly, we will look at six steps on how to stop drinking wine. Now let's get straight into it. What I'm about to share with you is borderline insane. Before creating the video that you're watching right now, I was doing a little bit of reading and I stumbled across an alcohol stores blog. The blog started talking about some, you know, hard hitting, scary facts and statistics about alcohol usage. And it was written for women, such as alcohol being worse for women because of their metabolism, women being more prone to heart and liver disease, and alcohol consumption increasing breast cancer by a whopping 15%. The post then makes a dramatic shift. Why not switch to wine instead? The post then starts talking about the supposed health benefits of drinking wine. Just wait a minute. It's the ultimate bait and switch. What they're doing is they're making you feel really bad about consuming alcohol and its effects. After that, they try to sell you the exact thing that they warned you about. Where are this company's ethics and values? This is a classic dose of manipulation to get you in an emotional state to buy their fancy packaged poison. It's absolute ludicrous. Now they've got you in an emotional state, they start listing out the six best girly wines to share with your girlfriends. This is ethanol, I mean wine, that is specifically marketed for women. To be honest, it's no wonder that women reach for the bottle. Now, let's talk about drinking wine for stress relief. Many ladies and men say that they drink wine for stress relief. You know, challenging times at work, children playing up, relationship problems. These all kind of seem to be some of the most common reasons that people have for drinking wine. And this whole thing of having a problem and solving it with alcohol, it's, it's like a vicious cycle. I actually asked a member of the Sober Clear community what her experience would have looked like when it came to consuming wine. She said, I'd wake up hungover from the wine that I drank the night before. I've never once woke up and felt happy that I drank. I'd vow to myself not to drink again, and when I did that, I really meant it. I'd often find myself pouring away the remaining wine in the house. My anxiety levels were usually higher than normal, and I'd just feel really bad about myself. Typically, on those days, I would either read quitlick books from Amazon, or I might read some blogs, or I'd watch some YouTube videos about stopping drinking. Usually, my dry spell lasted a few days. I'd start feeling good about myself. However, it never lasted. I'd have a stressful day at work, or my kids would be driving me mad, and I'd ended up picking up a bottle of wine from the supermarket. Stress relief, I call it. This cycle repeated for years. Cycles like this can be extremely hard to break out of. And it's not just her. It's millions of other men and women that reach for the wine bottle to relieve stress. Maybe wine does temporarily relieve stress. 
However, when drinking wine turns into a compulsive behavior that is consistently stealing your freedom, your happiness, and your ability to relax, I would not call it a very effective stress reliever. Some may argue that it's actually contributing to stress, but that's a story for another day. Now let's look at the wine mum identity. So millions of women are drinking wine for stress relief. And if you're watching this video, you might be one of those ladies. Next, I want to introduce you to something called the wine mum. You may or may not have heard of the wine mum. A quick Google search reveals that the wine mum is a middle-aged woman, usually a mother, that drinks wine and posts about it on social media. They post memes like, the most expensive part of having kids is all the wine that you have to drink. And wine is to mums what duct tape is to dads. It fixes everything. And they'll also post these classy pictures of them with their glass of wine, looking all relaxed and sophisticated. So now we have a highly addictive substance that people are ingraining into their online identity. Not only are they ingraining it into their identity, but they're also promoting it as a glamorous and positive lifestyle. It's important to remember that social media is just a highlight reel. Let me ask you this. How many of these wine mums show you what they look like after waking up in the morning when they've got a hangover? How many wine mums are talking to you about increased levels of anxiety and depression? How many of them are talking about the amount of money being spent on wine that could have been invested in their child? If you ask a wine mum why she is a wine mum, she'll give you all sorts of, you know, these, these reasons. She's busy, she works hard, and she's an exhausted parent, and they use wine to relax. Now, these are not reasons to drink wine. They are simply excuses. Does the wine make the wine mum a better parent? Do her problems go away after drinking? If a child is causing stress, does the wine make the child's behavior or the situation change in any way whatsoever? And not only that, but if that wine mum wants to stop drinking, she probably has a few hundred or maybe even a few thousand people that already follow her. It's now become ingrained into her identity. And I would say that that's actually quite dangerous. It normalizes and glamorizes a potentially problematic behavior. Is this wine mum phenomena really helping women relax? Or is it just covering up a more sinister problem? So next guys, we've got six tips on how you can stop drinking wine. So you've accepted that you are drinking more wine than you'd like to. And if you're watching this video, you're probably looking for ways to reduce your wine consumption. So let's go over the six step approach to stop drinking wine. The first step to stopping drinking wine is probably something that you've never heard before. It's to not rely on willpower. Yep, you heard that right. You should not use willpower when trying to stop drinking wine. The willpower method is one of the most popular ways to stop drinking alcohol. However, it's one of the least effective. I, amongst many other ex-drinkers, tried the willpower method. And, you know, it kind of works. However, it doesn't work for prolonged periods of time. For some people, it might last a few days, it might last a few weeks, it may even last a few months. But there will be days where your willpower is strong and days where your willpower is weaker. Now, willpower, by definition, is the act of exerting control or restraining impulses. The trick is to remove the desire to drink in the first place, so you never need to exert control again. If there is a day that your willpower is weak, your chances of relapsing would be higher. However, if you remove the desire, you never need to exert willpower again. 
The next step to stopping drinking wine is to change the way that you think about alcohol. That means using something called first principles thinking and breaking down your current belief patterns around why you drink and replacing them for new correct beliefs. It is worth taking some time to examine the reasons why you drink and then break them down one by one. Now, this process is a long one and it can be done alone, but it may take a lot of trial and error. If you don't have the time to do in-depth introspection, then educating yourself is the next best thing to do. Educating yourself on alcohol, the conditioning, and the reasons why you drink can be done through introspection, as I just mentioned. However, it can be done much faster through proper education. And this can be done through reading books, reading blogs, watching YouTube videos, and so on. And the free training that I made showing you the three biggest secrets to make stopping drinking effortless and enjoyable is a perfect way to start the education process. So don't forget to click the link in the description. The next tip is not to attempt to cut back or moderate your drinking. Now, I recently created a video answering the question of whether or not you can moderate drinking alcohol. I'll link you to that in the description. But guys, to make a long story short, moderation doesn't work. Please don't make the same mistakes that I have made in the past. Another important thing to do is to understand your triggers and cravings. A trigger is something that would put a thought about alcohol in your mind, but it's when you let those thoughts develop, that's when it can become a craving and that's when it gets dangerous. The trick is to intercept it at the thought level. And then once you've done that, you don't allow the thought to then progress into a full-blown craving. Now, I've already done a video about how to stop thinking about drinking, so I'll link that to you in the description. The final tip on how to stop drinking wine is to not quit forever. If you make a vow to yourself to stop forever, you're putting yourself in a sense of deprivation. Instead, what you want to do is you want to work on educating yourself about the truth about alcohol. I personally never tell myself that I've quit drinking forever. However, I have absolutely no desire to drink alcohol. There's a very big difference. Taking this approach means that I feel no sense of deprivation and every day I embrace my new life without alcohol.